Oh, some excited people here. You know what I wanted to ask? I don't know if this will happen or not, but can I ask you guys that are sitting there in the back to come up and sit closer forward here? Because I think all of the worship team is sitting and there's way too many spots. Who is the hero today? I want to see the people that will move closer. I see one person trying to. David, I'm looking, looking at you. Seriously? You guys, you're... I would... Oh, Sophia. There you go. Nobody else? That's it? Okay. But I was hoping that you guys could be closer up here so that I could see your faces better. You know? I want to know, like... Because I know that I, I see pretty good, but I see even gooder when you're closer. Okay? So, anyway, I, Andre mentioned that movie in the beginning, and not to advertise it, but I tell you, like, after this movie, I'm, I'm even more, like, I even want to get the, you know, black accent even more, you know, but it just doesn't work out. I was like, we were driving home, and I was like, I was like how did you say your husband? I was like, how is she saying that? I can't repeat that. But, uh, but one thing that I did, Notice, you know, I was like, you know, at the end when she was praising God, she was like, she, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know if she can dance, you know, I couldn't tell, but I was like, man, if she can dance, if that's dancing, then I can dance too, you know, because <laughs> she was like, praise Jesus, and stuff like that. Anyway, you guys have to see the movie, I think, to know what I'm talking about, but something that, um, you know, I was praying about what God wanted wanted to speak about today, and I felt that there is, there is, um, there's something I got once, not just from us, you know, not, not in our lives, but I guess he wants something with us, you know, um, and I, I was trying to, I was trying to see how, you know, what, you know, what's the name, what's the title, and I was kept changing it and changing it and changing it. I was like, well, I'll forget about the title. I'll just, I'll just see what God says, and then I'll come up with the title, and, and I come up with a title called, just called it personally, and, and you'll figure, you'll understand why, why that is. Uh, I want to start with Matthew 7, 21, 23. And Jesus says here, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I think the, the end times are closer with every day. And I know I'm 100% right. Even if the world is not over in 100 years, I know tomorrow I'll be closer to the end times than 
today because my personal end time is coming, you know. <laughs> it's, I'm going to die at a certain age, right? And, and I'm coming closer to that. Every single day I'm going through, I'm losing something, you know. I'm losing the time. And I'm either losing it or investing it or spending it or wasting it. It's something is happening. But what that is, you know, it's, you know, depends on me, really. It doesn't depend on God. It depends on me. And I was thinking, you know, how I just, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know, like, you know, we're talking about September and everything and, like, other things. And, but, but I'm like, even if not that, right, you look, I was thinking about Europe right now. They took in 200,000 people uh, Syrians, right, already, and and there's and some people talk about the politics and they talk about the you know immigrants and how horrible it is or how good it is and all all this stuff. But there's one pastor in Berlin, and I don't know you know how you know how true of a Christian he is. I don't know anything about him, but he said I had 600 Muslims convert to Christianity in my church in the last I think two months. He said, and I was like. I mean, maybe some of them are not sincere, right? But, but I'm, I'm like, for a Muslim to convert to Christianity, pretty crazy, even if they're faking it. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Quran doesn't allow that, as far as I know. But you know what? It's, think about it, right? Something is, is, is happening, even if it's not the end times. Already, something is happening. 200,000 people and 600 of them that we know of that accepted Christ. Something pretty crazy, something pretty cool. But I was wondering... You know how this phrase is just, just amazing. It, it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. And then, and then there, there's a group of people that come up and says, you know, we prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name. Guys, I don't know. I'll be honest. I think these are pretty high-ranked people that, you know, that can do these things, right? That, you know, when they say many wonders, probably so many that, you know, different kinds that you don't even list them. But, like, cast out demons? I mean, how many of you cast out a demon or God cast out a demon through you? Can you raise a hand? Okay. Well, there's a few people. That's, that's pretty good. But not everybody does it, right? Not, it's not, like, I'm not, not to boast about it, but I've seen some demon-possessed people and it's pretty bad. And I was like, people that prophesied that many wonders, and they're saying it to God. I mean, they are, in, they, are, they are so sure that they're saying it to God. How come God can say, I never knew you? And then I was thinking, well, the second question is, why is that more important to God? Right? And I was thinking that I never knew you. That's a phrase I never want to hear in my life. Never want to hear in my life. And I understand that it's even if we do all of these things, but God doesn't know us, then it's it's pointless. And and this alone, this this you know, there's a lot of other things, but this thing alone. I mean, Jesus talks about love. I mean, we're going to read about. It. He talks about love so much. He talks about Father. When he when he taught us to pray, he said, "Our Father in heaven." Right? He didn't say, you know, "My Father in heaven" and "Your Lord" or you know, "Your slave master" or something like. He said, "Our Father." You know, he united us. He made us. We're children of God. And that means something. And I never knew you. That was like, to Jesus, that was pretty upsetting, you know? It's like, can you imagine a situation like, like you know, I, I, you know, 
I, I come to, up to my wife, right, and I say, I, you know, we lived 20 years, but I never knew you. You know, like, it's crazy, right? I mean, how can we be together and not know each other? I, I look at her, I know every single, every single detail on her face by now. I know how she laughs, I know what she likes, what she doesn't like, you know, all of this stuff. Well, except the color, because I don't know the color that she likes for some reason, because it's, like, different. <laughs> but anyway, that's a different story. But I'm just saying, you know a person, right? She knows me. I mean, she, she, I, she knows when I say one thing, but I really mean the other thing, or I, you know, when I say that everything's okay, and she knows it's not okay. It's like, just like, you know each other. Like, and I, I live with my kids. I know them. I, I, know, I know the next thing. I can predict when they're going to hit a wall or do something crazy or spill something. You know, I can, I can tell it. You know, I can just, I'm just like, watch it. It's happening. <laughs> Not 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 long ago. I mean, not long enough to stop it, but you know, long enough to to guess it. I'm just saying to Jesus, it was like I never knew you. You know, I was like that was like offensive to him. You know, it's like even almost to a point of he was he's hurt, right? And one thing that I want us to remember and write down is that our God is personal. And some of you might not want to write that down, but write it down. Our God is personal. If you will not agree or if it won't be biblical, you'll just strike it over after that. You know, to rip out that page and throw it away. But what does it mean, our God is personal, right? It doesn't mean that God is customizable, that he will adjust to every single one of us and he will personally treat us the way we want to and he will rub us the right way and make sure... Things are, you know, things that are not, you know, not, not really, like, uncomfortable to us and stuff like that. It's not, it's not what it means. It means that he wants to get into our business, you know, in everything. Like, in everything. Ben, can you join us here on this island? Because I feel like you're just falling out there. So, in First John... 5, verse 3, says, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. I was thinking two things, right? This is the love of God is that we do what he told us to do. I, 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 I mean, as a father, I can tell you this thing. When my kids, they can do, they can, you know, do cute faces and, 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 you know, and bring me stuff and you know, make me tea and, and draw nice pictures. But there's nothing, absolutely nothing better when you say something and they 100% do it and they do it 110%. You know, then I'm like, you know, ask whatever you want. <laughs> I'm gonna, no, I'm not going to do it. But, but it's like obedience, you know, fulfillment of the words, right? It's, you, you think about it, like, or I know like, when Marina and I, we ask each other something, and when we go and we put our time to it, we put our effort, our desires to it, we do fulfill, you know, the desire, like commandment or, you know, I don't know, a wish. It's like, like it shows love. It shows somebody care to carry that out. And then it says, in the first part, second part says, and his commandments are not burdensome. You know what I was thinking? I've noticed very often People do something, you know, do something that God calls them to do. But then in the middle, it's like, oh, I never thought it would be this hard. Or I did not think that, you know, God will make me lose money or, you know, I'll have to, you know, pay up this much. And, 
And it says, his commandments are not burdensome. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it underlines it that it's, you know, doing it one thing is the other thing is not thinking of them as burdensome. I'll tell you what's really burdensome. Burdensome is when you're in the world suffering with sin and devil is just, you know, he has you on the hook and you're going wherever you want to, paying whatever price he wants, you know, he says, that's, that's burdensome. Amen? And the next one, uh, the next thing that I want to, to read is John 14, verse 23. So Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. I was thinking if God... I mean, if this word love, this word love got abused over centuries, guys, are you listening? It, it got abused like crazy. You know, love, they made, people made love, um, uh, tolerance was labeled as love, sex was labeled as love, uh, you know, spoiling kids was labeled as love, you know, just putting up with sin was labeled as love. I mean... I have a feeling that this world doesn't even know what love is anymore. You know, they are not even talking about love. I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't think, I think the word got misused. The way God talks about love is totally different. And he says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. That's, that's different, right? That's different than just saying, oh, you know, you are different. I'm different. We're all okay. You know, we're fine. You know, whatever you want to send your way, I'll send my way. We're all okay. You know, I love you. Right? It says different. God says, if anyone loves me, he will do what I'm saying. He will do what I'm saying. And, And then at the end, you know, it says, I mean, this is kind of like, it shows how God's love is pouring out into our lives. We will come to him and make our home with him. I was thinking... There's very few people in this world I would like to live with, you know. And 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 I'll be I'll be honest with you like do you like do would you want to make your home with just anybody? No, right? I mean, you want to be this the house, I mean, there's so many things that need to run, right? You know, what kind of cereal you buy, you know, where you put the bowls and you know, where what kind of cups you buy, stuff like that. Just everything has to align on the home and in the, in the house, right? If you like they there's this very, very dumb sticker, you know, um, the two football teams, Huskies and Cougars, I think, that says house divided, you know. Did you guys see it? No? Nobody saw it? It's like, uh, <clears throat> it's like a mother is for one team, the father is for the other, or kids are for different, parents are for the other. And they're like such a curse, you know, and people are putting it on their cars, you know, house divided over a team, right? But it, it says, and the Bible says if the house is divided within themselves, they can't, cannot stand, right? And this is, this is where you, I mean, God is saying love to a point where he wants to be so close with you that he knows everything is aligning. But the thing is with God is that, you know, like usually if there are two people and they're trying to combine, like if they're trying to, you know, combine habits, you know, wise thing would be to combine habits of the person who has the better habits, Right. So, and God has all the best habits. So, so we, when we come with God into one house, one home, we will have to take over everything from him, or we will have to be spending our time doing that. So, talking about this, right, of how close God wants to be, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, ask you something. Going back to kind of what I mentioned, how many of you guys 
have heard about like all the doom and gloom and not so much doom eh, that's going to happen in September. How many of you heard? Many of you. Okay. So now the next question. How many of you think that you know what God, what God um, you think that God has spoken to you personally about that? Like you have an opinion. You know, like God is telling you. And you don't have to raise your hands, but I'm just, think about it. Like sometimes we get these so many news. You know, I know so many people that are going crazy. And I'm not saying something's going to happen, something else is going to happen. It's, it's, not, it's not that. But if you go through the facts, if you go through news, you, I mean, I've noticed so many people are starting to get occupied with that. There's so many Christians that were not Christians until they started hearing about September because now they're, as Christians, they're collecting food and, you know, go like, they, there's a new term, hunkering and bunkering, I think. I don't know what that, it's like. It's like, they're doing everything. Now they're like, all of a sudden, oh, God, God is, yeah, God is telling his church something and this. But I'm like, what did God tell you personally about it, right? I'm like, if I, like, when I go and pray, I think, you know, there's, if, if anything, if nothing else, then we need to prepare to preach, to shine the light. We need to fill with the, with the Word of God, with His presence more than ever before. I mean, I really don't see anything else. I don't see, like, buying a gun and a bazooka, you know, and something else and, you know, hiding out somewhere. I don't know. I know that, you know, a bullet will still reach me if there is something else, if something not by God's will. I mean, I don't need to be afraid. We're singing, right? There's, I mean, who do I fear, right? But when I'm like, personally, what God did tell you? What did God tell you about it? And then, and people don't have an answer, you know? And that shows sometimes how much we can worry about things. We can, you can, we can let things flow into us without bringing it before God, without coming to God and saying, God, what is your opinion about it? What do you think? What do you tell me about it? All right? And we know that another thing is like, think about that young, rich l- ruler. And God, uh, and Jesus told, told him, right? Oh, you feel... You know what? Now that I looked you closer, if you want to be perfect, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor, right? He told him to do that. And, and, and he knew, Jesus knew that this is what he needed to do. Zacchaeus, did Jesus say anything to him? Did he say, go sell? Did he say, give it out? No. Even though Zacchaeus lied to people and he deceived them, right? And he was like, that was not the thing for Zacchaeus. And, you know, he figured it out himself. He was like, oh, man, if I stole, I need to, you know, quadruple return that. Maybe that will be good, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that, right? But it's like Jesus knows who to lead which way. And, and I think that's, that's amazing. And what I, another thing that I've noticed is there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, like you read books, if you go through books, like Christian books, a lot of books like about basics of Christianity and, you know, things that a person who would, spend, who would be spending time with God, they would know this. A lot of those books are like super popular for some reason. And they are sold out like crazy. And, and some same with the articles. You go and you look where, where there's a lot of comments, like you go on Christian websites, the articles that talk about basics. And I'm like, well, if you read the Bible and if you pray, You'll know this. I mean, why there's so many, I mean, so many questions about it? Because probably we're resting here, you know. A lot of people are just staying here. And then they're not, not going any deeper. But if, if we become personal with God, we are never, I mean, I guarantee you this, guys. And I mean, you can believe me or not. But if you go, if you invest into your relationship with God, you're never going to regret. That's one thing you will never, ever 
ever, ever, ever go into regret. Seriously. And ever going to regret it. Seriously. It's, it's that one thing that I found, like, I mean, I'm going to be 30 next year, and maybe not that many years, but I'll tell you this. There were times in my life when, when money failed, when businesses failed, a lot of businesses failed. You know, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> but the nonprofit corporations. But, you know, when, when, when your health would fail, when your mood fails, when people around you fail, I mean, everything fails. And you're like, like what do I have? And then you're like, I, I like David. You know, I'm like, man, this man is so smart. He goes, I'm poor and needy, God. I need you. I need you. I need you. And I was like, if I ever, and, I real, and then I started realizing, if I ever get outside of that mood, that I need God, that I'm needy for Him, that I'm poor, then, then that's it. I'm starting to lose it, whether I have a lot or not. I was looking at those homeless people. Why, why are some of them so arrogant? Like, some of them are, I mean, it's like Donald Trump sitting right there, you know, talking to you. I'm like, man, you, you have nothing. And like, you're choosing what kind of sandwich you want? Like, I'm like, can, can I buy a sandwich? No, I have enough people offering me sandwiches that I don't want, you know. <laughs> Like, well, okay, I'll, what sandwich do you want? He says, if you didn't get it, then I, I'm not going to get it from you. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, do you, I'm like, do you have money? No. I was like, okay, well, I, what sandwich do you want? Like, I'm not going to tell you anymore. Nothing. <laughs> like, man, I don't even talk to people like this, you know? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, but why, right? Because he thinks in his mind that he's rich, that he's he got somewhere, you know, he got something, but he's, you know, it's, it's a lie, right? And, and there's, there's a lot of lies out there, but <clears throat> one thing that I wanted us to focus on, and then we're going to go into to the next section, is that in this world, this world is trying to get our affection. Our world is trying, I mean, honestly, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm going to confess today. Uh, I have watched, the, I don't know, guys, have you heard about the Apple event, right? I was like, I'm going to, I was like, I'm just going to skim over that, and I mean, I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to spend time, like, you know, reading up on what they're saying and everything. And then in the end, I ended up doing that. And then I went to pray, and I said, God, how could I kill, like, hour and a half or two hours just figuring out what they want, you know, what they're going to, new iPhones, new iPads, all that stuff. I felt so dumb. But one thing that I, I did realize through that is even before the event started, they said the lights are off, and the only thing that's in the middle of the whole thing is the Apple logo, you know? And they're, they're, saying, they're saying, oh, they said if in a few hundred years somebody discovers this, this place, they're going to think that this was, you know, a, a, a temple of some god, you know? Like, I was like, wow. I mean, to a point, you start understanding I mean, it's like this with everything. I mean, it's like with concerts, with presentation. I mean, they're trying to capture your attention. I mean, the, how look how polished they try to make things. And, you know, they try to make nicer houses, nicer phones, nicer cars, nicer clothes. Everything's nicer, except that the souls are becoming much more nastier every, every, every single year, right? And, and all of those things are trying to capture our attention. Uh, I see people addicted to games, see people addicted to drugs and alcohol, you know, guys addicted to going out with women and, and the other way around, bars. I mean, whatever you want to figure, you know, whatever you want to find, they, wanna, they want you to be, affect, you know, to have your affection on that. But, 
But there's no way, I know there's no way with us, you know, us surviving through this, us going through this with pure minds, with clear minds, unless we set our affection on God, unless we set our hearts to personally seek Him, to, to personally seek Him, guys. I'm not, I'm, I'm saying, really, I'm seriously saying that. I think that those who are seeking Him on Fridays and, and on Sundays and maybe once or twice a week, you know, corporately, you might be wiped out. I might be wiped out if I do it. I'm, I'm serious. Because I, even if it's not the end times, again, not the end times, all right? Even what you, go, what you go and read in the news is already crazy. It's just, it's just going overboard already. It's, I mean, in schools, they are teaching uh, soft pornography. That's what they call it, right? They're actually telling people, telling kids that it's okay. You know, if you, if you think you're a girl or a boy in first grade, it's perfectly normal. And then they make them write, um, they say that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, just teaching them diversity. Uh, but they are, they're not allowing them to say Jesus Christ is Lord or bring your Bible in. But they are teaching them to write, there is no other God but Allah. Okay? There are schools that are doing this. In, in, I think it's Common Core, and I can't remember, but it's actually included in, into the into school curriculum. Yeah. And and there's I mean there's certain things that they're doing that's just outrageous. And you see you look at you look at politicians how they lie. You look I mean how this world is corrupt. I mean how perverted it is. And and you'll see I mean you see I don't know. Do you guys see that Islam is rising here? I can see it. I mean it's everywhere, right? And and even some of those refugees that are trying to get into U.S. and Europe are they all refugees or are some of them you know professors and doctors and all the you know propaganda guys from Islam, right? I mean, you understand that, I mean, it's said that at, in the end, the love is, I mean, love is going to grow cold, right? And that's exactly, that's exactly what devil is trying to do. He's trying to, you know, back as, back in, in the Garden of Eden, he was, you know, he took that apple and he set the eyes of Eve on that apple. And that's what he made us bite. And we, I know, I can survive without that apple, you know. I don't have to bite into it. And, and that's something I'm talking about. The only thing that will keep us on the track is personal relationship with God. So how, right? That's the, that's the section that, that I think we should pay closest attention to. In Matthew 6, and I'm not, we're not going to open that, but pretty much the whole chapter, if, if you guys want to do something radical for God, I challenge you, go home. And when everything's quiet and you sit down, don't lay down. Don't turn off the lights so you don't fall asleep because that's what happens to me. But sit down with lights on. Maybe stand, you know, stand in your room and start reading out loud this Matthew chapter 6 so you can say, I did something radical for God. I know for somebody that might be crazy, right? But, but it's just read God's word. In, in the whole chapter, I was, I was, I was thinking, what? Like, what is, what is he getting to? And I just wanted to run through verses. Um, starting, you know, with the whole chapter. It says, do good to please God, not to show off. That's verses 1 through 4. Uh, next four verses, they're talking about how when you pray, you pray that nobody sees it. And it says that in God who sees what's done in secret, right? He will reward you openly. And, and I was thinking, openly doesn't mean... Then maybe it's my English, but does it mean like openness that everybody sees you? Or will he 
bless you like with open arms, you know, with open heart. Like he will bless you abundantly. You know, I, I don't know. But then it says in verses 9 through 13, it's, it says um, what to pray for. And I want to focus on that. It says God, it, to pray for God's kingdom to be established, his will on earth. Then it says daily bread. Like it says about, you know, to pray about daily bread. Forgiveness, not to be led into temptation and deliverance from the evil one. I was thinking, not very lofty goals, you know, like if you think about it. It didn't say pray about business or, you know, career or dacha, you know, like, right? It didn't say about any of those crazy things. Um, And verses 16 through 18, it's fasting only for God, you know? I was thinking... I don't know what to do, but when I don't eat, I mean, there are, I, like, sometimes when I pray before I fast, everything's okay, but there are days when I start fasting and I don't eat, and my face is sad no matter what I do, you know, <laughs> I just try to smile, but it shows, you know, something to work on. And storing up treasure in heaven, and, you know, where is that treasure going to be? That's going to be with God, right? It's, and, and we know that the scripture says that we're, where your money is, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. And that's, it's not without a reason that Jesus says it. If you, if you, if you start putting your treasure, what's, what's precious to you, into, into, you know, into heaven with God, then that's where your heart will be going to also. Keeping our eyes pure. And it's, I, th- I think it's so much more than just than, than what we might think. Keeping our eyes pure, it's like, you know, the eyes are the window of our, windows of our soul, right? Everything that gets into us gets in through eyes and ears. And it's like, what are you going to set before you? Are you going to set before you? Maybe it's nothing bad, but, I mean, is it better to read the Bible or is it better to go watch a movie or go watch cartoons or, I don't know. I mean, are you going to go read news when you haven't read the Bible yet? I mean, what are you going to let get into you? It says that it's the light of our soul, right? The light to our soul. And... That's, that's what it means. I mean, some, are we gonna, I mean, what are we going to be focusing on? Another thing is exclusive servanthood. It's verse 24. It says that God will not coexist with money. You know? And it's not that money, like if I have money in my pocket, you know, like I have $100, that means that, you know, there's no God in my life. It's not that. You, you guys already all know that, right? It's, it's, it's the love for money. And then in verses 25 through 34, talks about and it talks about how God will take care of us and that's one thing that I think that you know in this as a part of personal relationship with God that we need to learn I need to learn that I know for sure that when you know when I'm seeking God's he will he will take care of me you know he will take care of my needs and and I was like why is Jesus praying for daily bread right and I was thinking I'm just, you know, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, so do I know that for like another month, month and a half, I have, you know, if everything's fine, you know, then we can live and, and everything's okay. And I'm probably thinking that I'm relying on much more since I have a job as well. And, and we've been living, you know, the way we live for, you know, years now. So I'm probably thinking that, you know, I got everything kind of figured out in the next, you know, two, three years, right? But I was thinking how some of those, you know, servants of God, they lived really on daily bread. Like Jesus probably lived that, that way, right? Day to day. I was like, man, 
There was a there was a time in my life I was thinking that would be that would be horrible. Now I'm thinking that would be amazing because you know every day you have you go through your test. Like you're like, if well if I don't if I'm not with, right with God today, well <laughs> it's gonna get worse from now on. You know, it's like you you ask for forgiveness right away. You pray. You read the Bible. Everything is different, right? But it's like he's talking about how. You know, don't worry about things. And so often I've noticed that, you know, we start going off in our minds and thoughts and, and, you know, we start getting obsessed with stuff. And I know that God has a perfect plan for our lives, for education and health and and work and business and ministry and marriage or no marriage, finances, rest, all of it. I know God has a perfect balance for us, but it's only if he will be at the center of it all, right? If he will be the head, if he will be given the beginning of that. And, and I, I, I mean, I don't know how to explain it to some people. You know, definitely, like, I don't know. I mean, to me, I'll be honest with you. I, I have, when I get my salary, I have it set in a way where my tithe money goes into a separate account. And that's the first thing that, that, that gets, you know, deducted. And I, I just figured that for myself, that's important. You know, that I don't, even, I don't even think about it. I don't even look at bills. I don't even look at anything else before I see that that money is put away. And I'm not boasting about it. I'm just saying that that's, you know, that's something that God personally spoke to me about. And I wanted to do it. I wanted to honor him that way. With our health, I mean, sometimes can we give up sleep over, you know, for prayer, right? It's like God wants, he wants a piece of that. I mean, he, the tithe there, it's, I mean, I don't know, but as a kid, I would always, I would always get upset if I would have a cake or a new toy, and there would be one piece that I did not care about, but my brother would take it, the world, you know, would just turn upside down for me because I needed to have that piece in here. I wanted 100%, right? And God is doing something. I mean, God is, God is really wise. And 10%, you know, when we learn, that becomes easier, but, but still, he wants the beginning of it. He wants, he wants the beginning. He wants that. And, you know, it's, God, I know God can take care of us, and He will provide. He will make sure that we have, you know, the perfect will. His perfect will for for all areas of our life happens. But sometimes I think, and I'm I'm going to say this is going to sound, you know, pretty harsh, but we commit adultery with the things of this world, and then we come to God and trying to, you know, um, you know, do the plea of allegiance and say, oh God, we love you so much and, you know, we're, oh God, why don't I hear you? Where is your presence? And stuff like that. And what I say by that, guys, listen to me. When you think about a car, for instance, and that makes your heartbeat go up, there's something going on. I'm serious. I mean, you know, I, I know you guys know those things. And, and everybody has it. When you, there are some times when we have to limit ourselves just just for God, just just to honor God. And and I know every single one of us has something like this. I know we have our weaknesses and we need to find what that is. If it's if it's a phone, I mean I actually I talked to a guy and we figured we were praying and figuring out and for him that was you know having an iPhone, even though he easily could have it. And he was like, I just like that thing so much and you know he's not not a, not you know a teenager, but still, I was like, well, okay, you gotta sell it, <laughs> get an Android, you know. This is the first time I advised it to a person, but still, he goes, no, but 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 
But, and I was like, but everything's going to be fine. You can do the same things, right? Well, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like if, you're like, if you're spending too much time on Facebook, which is like just a waste of time, I think. I mean, when you can read God's Word, when you can read, there's so many books to read. I just can't tell you, right? But unless you're like a Facebook preacher. I don't know. I haven't met those yet. Anyway, so if you're spending time on TV, or, I mean, any other things, like, think about it. Could I let God replace that? Could he be sufficient to replace that? And it doesn't mean that we have to give it up, but I'm just saying, like, would God be sufficient? I, I honestly, like, I, I, you know, like, I came to God's presence, and I was like, God, can you show me those things that are, that I, that, that, that are above you, right? And, and I was like, I really realized that Everything. God can replace everything for me. Seriously. There's nothing that, that I need more than him. And, and probably I'm not always like this, but, but that's what I'm making sure that it, where, that's where I keep my mind. That's what I'm trying to keep it clean, you know, from, from setting anybody else on that throne. You know, I don't want anybody else on that throne. And another thing, I'll, I'll also guarantee you this, that if you let anything take over... Um, Take over that throne in your heart. If you're gonna set, let a job sit there, or um, or education, or or news, or information. You know, I, I'm like information. That's one thing for me. I'm an, just information tra- trash can. You know, like I'm ready to just read information for the sake of reading information. You know, just because I know and remember something, I feel good about it. And and and, and that's something for me. You know, I like. I was like, I was like, God, for the next two days, I'm not gonna read anything, like anything, except the Bible and, and the book that I'm reading. You know, Christian book. Very good book. And, and I was like, I think it's going to be easy, but I felt like I had a withdrawal from it, you know? <laughs> it's like, it, it was painful. And I guarantee you that if you're going to let something else sit down on that throne, you're going you're gonna to run yourself down into the ground. You're going to grow weary and going to get tired. And in the beginning, it's going to look good, but then the more you invest to it, the, the less you're going to like it. It's going to be taking it over, taking it over, and taking it over. And you guys, you know, maybe you don't have anything right now, but the devil will definitely try to do it. One verse, two more verses that I wanted to focus on that we're going to be wrapping up is Matthew 7, uh, 6, 33. It says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. That's when I was talking about God taking care of us. He will, he will take care of us. But we gotta be seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And I don't know, just in my spirit, when I was praying, I believe that this is this is our this is time right now. And I'm not saying this is the end time or some specific time, but just I think for our youth, I think for every single person, I think it's a per, it's a time of personal outcry to God to to have Him come and be the Lord. And and I was thinking it was so interesting. You know, I, I, we are, you know, we're called Isaiah 6, 8 youth, right? I 6, 8. And then there is, you know, what does it say? How many of you guys remember? Okay, can anybody quote from your bracelet? Loud? Okay. So, it says, here I am, send me, right? That's what we have on our bla- bracelets. And then in Acts 6, 9, right? So 68 and 6, 9. It says, so he, Paul, 
Trembling and, aston and astonished when he met the Lord, he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And that's something that, that's something that I key, think is key for our lives, right? That's when, that's when Paul meets Jesus head on, you know, like head to head, right? And there's no, there's no more trying to kill Christians. There is no more being a Pharisee. There's, there's no more of that blind. You know, he's blind. He's feeling like a little baby. And now he doesn't know what to do. He's like, he says, Lord, what do you want me to do? In Russian Bible, I like how it says, what, you know, what do you command me to do? What will you command me to do? It's like, it, it kind of shows a heart of somebody who is, you know, at their bottom as a servant saying, just say it, just say it, I'll do it, just say it. And that's something that what I would like to stand up and, and pray with is this, is this phrase, Lord, 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 what do you want me to do? That's something that I want us to focus on. Let's, let's stand up and start praying about this.